I'm super excited. I, I can't wait to get into the show. Uh, we've got, we're going to have your Austin recap. We're going to have a preview of our USOC match coming up against Colorado. Second time within two weeks where I see these guys does something change. And of course, we're going to talk about some Twitter feuds. I'm sure some of you have seen what's going on on Twitter this week. Some of you may have not. We're going to get into that. And then, of course, we're going to get to your questions later on. And, of course, you can be a part of the show, as always. You can text us at 505-431-8860. Now, you sure, those of you listening in already tonight, those of you listening on the podcast, you'll hear, we do have a new intro song. So, huge shout-out and a thank you to California Redemption. They're the band song that you heard at the top and you'll hear throughout the show is called Humor Me. So be sure to check those guys out. Give them a shout. Uh, we appreciate them letting us use, the, use their song tonight. You can find their music on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. All right. I love Bandcamp. I use it a lot. A lot of cool stuff out there. I mean, just a, a creator space where people can go and throw up their music independently and get a little bit for it. Okay? All right. So, so much to do. Chris, we've had a busy weekend. Obviously, of course, we watched the match. But there's other things going on in the world that we, that we really just want to talk about. Like, what's, what's your week been like? IRL in real life man you know what like I'll just start from the top today I went to the Isotopes baseball game yes they had an afternoon game today how'd yeah. that go yeah. it was good it was good of course you know I, I enjoyed the game I thought yeah. man like it's so interesting watching baseball here because we've been watching <laughs> soccer on the pitch yeah. which is Isotopes Park as well yeah no I love going to the Isotopes Park you know I, I've mentioned before I grew up in Atlanta you know, watching the Braves play always a lot of fun coming out here to Albuquerque and seeing the ice up an affordable incredible professional baseball experience I think they're sitting second in the standings at least last time I saw they were second in the standings I didn't get to see it today we're out at the zoo went out to the bio park today you know unfortunately I don't know I don't know the last time you've been but today we went and so many exhibits were shut down like the polar bears weren't there or those they were they weren't on display the snow leopards were gone the seals were gone they're getting rid of the, the sealed uh, enclosure they're apparently they're, they're expe- yeah. The kids like watching the seals, you know, being up at the window, put, you know, pushing their face up against the glass and all that. Seal enclosure is going away. They're expanding the Australia area, so kind of a bummer. But day off work, get out with the kids. You know, it's a lot of fun. You know. So let, let me ask you this, Seth. Like, what are you doing now that uh, Game of Thrones is over? <laughs> Game of Thrones. What's life I, after Game of Thrones like? To be completely honest with you, like I didn't watch the last season. Um, I did read some other guys' recaps of it. And I was reading through, I especially read Clay Travis, uh, one of the announcers. Uh, he's got a show in the mornings on um, 93.7 in the mornings, I think it is. But reading his recaps, I really didn't miss anything. Honestly, I really don't feel like I did. And then to see the production gaffes that happened during the show, you know, the, there was a Starbucks cup that was on, the, on screen. In the last episode, you know, in, in one of the final scenes, apparently there's a water bottle, like a plastic water bottle like I've got right here that you can see on the, see on the screen. I'm like, Really? I mean, to me, from everything I've read, from what I've seen, the final season just felt rushed. You know, I'm, I've actually started rereading the books, but now that Game of Thrones is over, as far as the series goes, I'm sure you've heard the announcement they are going back and doing a prequel series. What? Yeah, they're doing a prequel series, and so I've heard, I've read rumors that there's going to be a spinoff of Arya as well, because at the end of the, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, can, can we say, can we have spoilers on here? Has it been long enough that we can talk about Game of Thrones now? I don't know. This is coming from a guy who's, <laughs> I've only watched... Like the first few minutes of Game of Thrones, I've yeah. heard the theme music. So now I'm gonna go and binge watch like okay. all of the seasons. You can stop before the last season. Really? Just be done. Yeah, just be done with it, and then wait for the book to come out. Hey oh. guys, since we're seeing a lot of mistakes in TV shows, why don't we put a Seek and Strike sticker 
and a New Mexico United sticker on Better Call Saul's car. <laughs> that way everybody sees it and maybe, maybe. Hey. But, but then again, Better Call Saul, you know, it'd be like a retro thing. It'd be like it'd be like saying we're we were around, you know, ten years ago. Well, it never truly <laughs> said when Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul took place, so yeah, that is true. This you know, is there, true. There, there's no way of knowing what really happened, you know. So, I mean, I, but as far as like life after that, I mean, I'm watching other things. Guilty pleasure time. This is something that my wife doesn't even know that I watch. I watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. What? Yes. <laughs> I, so I started watching The Bachelor last season because of the, the who the Bachelor is, Colton Underwood, professional footballer. I knew the name. I said, okay, I'll watch this, and now I'm hooked. Like, I, so like my wife doesn't even. Like I said she doesn't know I watch it. You know, we won't let our daughter watch it. She's like, oh, I want to watch The Bachelor. No, you, no, you can't watch that. And, of course, I do it behind their backs. So, I mean, I'll watch The Bachelor if, like, there's a New Mexico United soccer player on it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because then I'll get cued in. Oh, man, what's what's he up to this week, you know? That'd yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I completely get it. But outside of that, like, there's so many, there's so much good TV out there. I mean, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still going. Um, what else are we watching? Like, I just started watching, um, or I watched the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. That's so good. Never um, seen it. You never seen it? Oh, you gotta check it out. What? You gotta check out Jack Ryan. It's got it's starring John Krasinski from The Office. You know, I don't know if you have you ever, did you ever watch The Office? I did watch The Office. Okay, yes. so you know yes. John Krasinski, Jim, the, the the lanky guy. Yes. He, like if you watch him in thirteen hours and then coming into this, like he's buffed up. Uh, you know, he's just he's super in shape. Doesn't even res, like doesn't even really resemble Jim from The Office. But it's such a good show. Like, I can't. Like, there's so many shows on Amazon that I'm watching right now. Bosch. You know, Jack Ryan, um, Goliath, they're all so good. Man, you're setting me up for the next, uh, for this week later on when I go to California. I'm going to be <laughs> sitting there, like, watching all these shows you're talking about. Yeah, no, it, it, there's so many things out there. I mean, it's, I mean, what are, what about you? What are what are you watching? I, I, that's what I'm into. What are you doing right now? Man, okay, what am I watching right now? You know, I'm watching, I, I hate to give, like, the PC answer, right? I'm watching a lot of soccer, but yeah. I'm watching a lot of soccer right now. <laughs> I mean... You know, you, you well, that's a given. Yeah, you know, with what we do, that's a given. So, but I mean, there's got to be something outside of that. I mean, I gave you my guilty pleasure. This is true. This is true. Well, man, what am I? What am I watching? I'll tell you what I will be watching in the next couple of days. Okay. So when I'm in California, I will be catching up on some Lifetime TV. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I mean, uh, to each their own. I mean, if you want to watch some Lifetime TV, I mean, by all means. No, I got to find something on Netflix. If anyone's got any recommendations for Netflix shows, definitely drop some in the comments on anywhere on social media because. Right here. This guy. This guy. <laughs> what do you, you got? You can watch Friday Night Tykes about. Oh, my. That's uh, about I watched, football in, in yes, Texas. I watched the first season of that. The coaches are just insane. They're awesome, though. They're funny. Yeah, it's on, <laughs> oh, what's, what's the other football show? Um, uh, you can watch. Uh, uh, last Q- chance you last, last chance you you can watch qb1 beyond the lights yes, like there's a well, bunch yeah. of them but guys uh, we actually do have a, a question actually already okay so we're gonna save for our uh all right live text line segment yeah, right we'll get to those a little bit later okay thank you guys for the question like I mean, of course keep sending man we will get to your questions later now i don't know if you heard it i've noticed your books over here yes i'm not old school you have some old star wars books that talk about the old republic there is a rumor going around, I don't know if you've seen this, that there is a movie forthcoming regarding the Old Republic era. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it are I'm going to go and see it, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean case, right? case in point. No, you know, uh, I really do like Star Wars. Yeah. And that's probably one of those 
guilty pleasures where I could watch. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I guess talking about, Star Wars <laughs> is not a guilty pleasure. Not at all. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be yeah, be proud of it, man. Like okay, okay. <laughs> I love Star Wars, so maybe a guilty pleasure is watching Harry Potter for okay. me. For me. All right. For me. All right. You know, apologize if you're a Harry Potter <laughs> fan on on the list on the listening on the line, but you know, I just wasn't right. right. But hey, did you hear that? Uh, that the guy from Twilight is the new Batman. I, I'm out. Nope. nope. Sparkly Batman is coming. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I told my wife that. I said, "Here, here comes Sparkles the Same, ma- Sparkles the, the Vampire, or whatever." <laughs> so, I can't do it. <laughs> so, so check it out, Seth. So this week, this week, okay. So every week I go see a nutritionist, right? Okay. Um, every Thursday I get to go sit at my nutritionist for an hour. Of course, you know, last year I made a lifestyle change. You know, I've lost about seventy-five pounds. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So this last week, my nutritionist is talking to me about, or he always kind of brings up, like, if you want this at Sprouts, like the junk food of right. the of the healthy store. Okay. And so previous weeks, it's been like, oh, if you just want to have pizza, you could have cauliflower pizza crust. And I'm like, why would I want that? Because if it's I want pizza... Really good. You don't count. Yeah, if I <laughs> if I want pizza, I'm just gonna buy the real thing. Right. So this week he's like, he's like, hey, well, if you want to make sandwiches or have grilled cheese sometime, he's like, you gotta check out Dave's Killer Bread. Okay. And I mean, he spent like 20 minutes talking about this bread, only for me to pull like the jerk move and go, I don't really make sandwiches. Okay. So. <laughs> I felt bad because he was really selling me on it. And I was like, what's the bottom line? He's like, well, it's really thin. I mean, like, and I guess thinness would be like maybe like two Oreos minus the cream. Like those, uh, oh, what are they called? The Belveda crackers or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, all right, great. And he's like, well, maybe you could tell your friends about it. Since, okay. since you're not making sandwiches a lot at home, you could tell your friends about the bread if they ever want a, a healthy option. Do you option. have some of this? Can we try it? I don't have any because don't have I don't any? buy okay. bread for the house. Right. But I guess one time I'll have to make you guys a sandwich since we don't have pizza tonight. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you could try this killer bread and I could go back to him and say, hey, look, I told my friends about Dave's killer bread. Yeah. So if you hear that, you guys can go to Sprouts, get Dave's killer bread. Apparently it's... It's white bread, but there's like no enriched flour, and it's hmm. like there's no seeds in so the it's bread. Like Gluten free, all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, he says oh. it's great. So, okay. um, you know, so now you know. My wife might be into it because my wife is very my wife is gluten sensitive, so we have to really watch what we buy sometimes. You know, um, she's she's made some lifestyle changes. You talk about lifestyle changes, but she's made some. I've made some. I've actually been trying to do this uh, intermittent fasting thing. Supposedly it's supposed to help you lose weight as well. Basically just stop eating at like seven o'clock at seven thirty at night and then not eat until basically twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Like nine thirty in the morning. That's basically skip breakfast. Well I mean there's I, a, yeah there's a more extreme one where you basically go like twelve hours without I, I start every year to start the new year. I do no bread okay. for thirty days. And that's no wheat, no nothing, no gluten and you know what it, it helps. You actually yeah. notice that you sleep better and you don't have that like because I suffer from um um, what do you call it? acid reflux? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's gone. I actually need to start doing that, but it's actually really good if you don't okay. eat after seven thirty. And I don't. I do this every morning. I don't eat after seven thirty. Well, except for with you, because you don't feed us until <laughs> nine o'clock at night. Yeah, but, I just uh, I ruin it for you. But I don't time. eat. I don't eat until noon the next day. Right. And it, it helps. 
Huh? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been trying that, and so I get it. And I, you know, uh, part of what we do is my wife buys like cauliflower, uh, rice cauliflower, and so instead of rice, we'll have cauliflower in our dishes, and like the kids don't know it's not. At least our youngest, our youngest two don't know that it's not actual rice. You know, they just they eat it and they're happy with it, so they have no idea they're getting a vegetable. I know the difference. I feel like my mom tried to do that to me one time. She was like, "Here, this, <laughs> she's like, have have some rice," yeah. and I was like, mm, "This is good." And then she's like, "Oh, did you know it wasn't cali- cauliflower? cauliflower?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go get my own food now when I come to California." <laughs> my mom's a vegetarian. When we were kids, she did like my mom. She went so far. Like we would eat fish. That was about as far as she would go. But then she started trying to feed us tofu, and she tried to substitute tofu for other things. Like, yeah, no, that's not the same thing. My wife has to do it too. Like, no, you can't, you can't put in tofu or you know Beyond Meat, which I've heard is actually pretty good. We haven't tried it. We've got some in our fridge. We'll try a Beyond Burger, right? Okay. We'll, we'll cut it in four, so that way we can all like enjoy it together. All right. I've heard they're good, you know. And fortunately, you know, for for my son, my youngest son, it was his birthday this week. We didn't have Beyond Burgers. We just went to Costco and you know uh, ordered some pizzas and all that kind of stuff. And That's right. And you so, guys had a birthday cake. What was that cake like? Oh man, the cake. So it, um, the, the the cake. That, normally, my wife bakes, and we just figured this year, beat go easy. You know, do the easy way out. So we bought some cake. We bought some cupcakes. Um, so the actual cake is still sitting at home. We haven't dug into the cake itself. What? Yeah. You're supposed to bring that. I know. I didn't. I fail at that, but yeah. So the cake's still sitting at home. We've got we ate the cupcakes. The cupcakes are actually really good. But one of the, well, one of the things that my wife did, she went and she found this Black Panther cake topper. That like it's a, it's like his helmet, and it lights up. Because right now my son's in this huge Black Panther phase. Nice. I mean, he's been it. He's been into the Marvel universe for a while now. You know, all about Spider Man for for a while. All about Captain America, Iron Man. Now he's just he won a Black Panther themed birthday party. So we had Black Panther, you know, streamers and tablecloths and balloons. And it was it was just crazy, and you know, we just we just figured. Like I said this year, do it easy. We went went to a local park. We went up to the uh, up to Hoffman Park up here, hung out, did water balloons, all kinds of stuff. And so it's been typically, you know, in our house because of uh, our personal situations. You know, birthday usually lasts about a week, so we've been celebrating for the past like five days now. I'm kind of ready to move on, but no, my, my youngest turned four. He's just absolutely incredible. You know, he, he's loving his presence. He got a new bike. Nice. So yeah, he's he, yeah. He, I think I saw a video of you uh, of him riding his bike, and then you like just like jump into the street, and I guess he just kind of yes. just took a, a a quick right past you. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's, it's crazy. He just took to it so quick. Um, you know, he had a couple instances this morning where he, like I said, he, he woke up. Is that one where I'm like, okay, let's go? And yeah, but he's just going. Like I couldn't believe it. Speaking and, of exercise, because riding a bike sounds awesome. Yeah. So yesterday, I was down at uh, Star Brothers, and they had the uh, New Mexico street soccer tournament going on. And then this is. I saw this. I, I saw that they followed us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I think it's NM Street Soccer. Is that it? NM Street Soccer. Okay. And so they had a tournament. Um, the Curse had a team in it. Uh, the Paletta Bar had a team. There was uh, the Runners. So that was a combination of uh, some of uh, the Albuquerque Runners or NM Runners okay. indoor team as well as Seoul FC. And uh, the new uh, Albuquerque FC, the women's team. Okay. Um, and they were a team. And then there was the uh, UNM men's club soccer team as well. And then there were a few other teams. I didn't, I didn't get, grab their name. But uh, okay. 
<clears throat> I stayed there for a good amount of time. Um, I got to see uh, the UNM men's club soccer team blank a team. Nice. Um, 15-0 was uh, Tom Walsh's team. Okay, give, hold, give a personal shout-out. 15-0? Yeah, it was a clean sheet. Okay, now, hold on. I'm, okay, this is now Star Brothers, right? Yes. Okay, I can't imagine Star Brothers having a full pitch outside. Like, Help me understand this a little bit here. Like, so I, it's like this cage. I don't okay. have the dimensions. Josh David, who runs uh, New Mexico Street Soccer... He's he's got the dimensions of this thing, but it's it's okay. a cage, okay? Okay. It's got like uh, this turf on the inside. Um, of course, you know it's got all the uh, ad boards inside and outside of the cage. Okay. It's got the uh, the goals kind of built in. It's a very sweet setup. Huh. Okay. Okay. But what did I see yesterday? I witnessed David Carl, uh, the president of the Curse, with his T Rex header. That was legit. Okay. <laughs> I saw uh, Casey Gasson, the goal, the goalie for or the goalkeeper for Albuquerque Soul, do a mini bicycle kick inside this cage. Again, I watched 15-0 from the UNM men's club soccer team. Okay. Uh, it was epic. But overall, I guess the uh, Paletta Bar team ends up winning the whole tournament. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, is this something that like that they're only doing at the bars, or is it? Is it like a can you, can you like rent it out like a jump house? Like I don't mean to like no, so diminish I think, it, but like that sounds like a really cool idea. Like, so I think ultimately he's looking to do this more often in the community. Okay. Um, it's been set up at Star Brothers. I think it may have been set up at a tailgate. Don't quote me on that, but I know that it's been set up in front of uh, Star Brothers. I'll have to get more information from him. The reason why I say it'd be good exercise is because I would think it'd be really cool if we can get into some walking soccer. We could have a seek and strike team. It's three yeah. v it's three v three. So I mean, we'll have Josh as like the goalkeeper, and uh, and then we could try <laughs> to go in and get some scores on this one. Do they have like a Twitter or something that we can throw out there to like have people look at them? I mean. Like I said, I know they followed us. I think it was like, uh, I don't want to say it wrong, but I think it was at NM Street Soccer. Let's look it up. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, it just sounds like a really interesting idea, especially like if we could do something, like maybe, you know, uh, see if we could do a little, is it like three on three, four on four? Like, it's three V three. Three V three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could get, you know, the three of us up against like Tyler from the club, Tyler, Lucas, and I don't know. Who, who else would you want to see on, that, on their threesome? I don't know. Like... Peter, maybe? Maybe we get Peter out there? I think that'd be great. I think we make Chris goalie. Make Chris goalie? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm good with it. So, I mean, Tyler, you, you, you hear, I know you listen. Like, we're, trying, throwing down, we're throwing down the gauntlet. If you guys want to meet us, we'll, we'll try to set something up. I hear it would be Tyler, Brandon, hey. and uh, Liz. Tyler, Brandon, okay. That's what, that's what I hear is like the killer team. <laughs> All right. All right, so while Chris is looking that up, you know, we'll, we'll get you guys to Twitter so you guys can follow them. It sounds like a really awesome idea. I mean, Chris, you've got something sitting on the table here, and it looks like Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, Caveman Coffee. I've never heard of this. So uh, this is a company that I believe is partly owned by uh, a former UFC fighter, fighter uh, Keith Jardine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, isn't he a local here? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say. local. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of seeing the ads, you know, through... Uh, my Instagram and so I was like all right you know I got to try this caveman coffee so I managed to find some today for us uh, I got some actually yesterday first off the bat what I really liked um, is I like this like kind of matte finish on the can yeah that is, that's that's definitely different from your typical you know aluminum can type. yeah 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 I liked it coffee. <laughs> Josh apparently doesn't drink coffee over drink here coffee. so Josh is lame so anyways uh, so 
here's what you got to do. Okay, I've already had like two of these today, so I'm a little okay. like over caffeinated. But wh why not, right? Why not? Yeah. So uh, give it a couple shakes, two shakes, right? So it's two shakes. I'll do it for the fans. <laughs> so not quite our weird weird food segment from last week. Sorry, but, sorry. Yeah. All right. So uh, you might want to move your phone away because uh, okay. What I saw in the advertisement is they like the guy opens it and then it's like it like explodes in your hands, but. All right. Well, that's not bad. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. So let's go ahead and pour it in your glass. Josh, we'll give you a glass, too. No, there you go. I, I, I'll drink from the can. It's fine. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> savage. Um, <laughs> all right. Coffee. So I'm actually, you know, my wife is the bigger coffee drinker between the two of us. I'm, so let's. I actually do enjoy it. Is it an energy drink? Beer, so. No, it's not. It's coffee. It's, coffee. it's okay. natural energy. So all right. Gonna make my heart cheers. Float. Cheers. cheers. Yeah. Here we go. Let me go let's ahead. Give and, this uh, a shot here. All right. Let's go. That smells good. I like it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Josh, you got to go away, man. I, I, I'm not a coffee drinker. I, I mean, admittedly, coffee is not for everybody. This is this is good. Like I, you know, for me, I typically drink mine black. Yeah. Um, I mean, my now, wife does tend to put a whole bunch of stuff in hers, but this is good. Now there were some suggestions on the can here. Okay. Okay, so it says uh, best served ice cold or ice age cold rather. Okay. You did not serve it to us ice age cold. <laughs> sure I did. It was in the fridge. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, okay, so cold brew process. So cold brewed for minimal acid and smooth taste. So, Josh, you were saying a little while ago that you had uh, acid reflux in the past. So right. this is a very low acidic cold brew. Oh, all right. Yeah, so that's, that's something for you. Yeah. No, uh, some other suggestions. Blend with one tablespoon of caveman mct oil for smooth energy hmm. and i've had mct oil normally in my smoothies in the morning and i feel like very lit for okay. most of the day huh. um and of course right here it says for the best flavor make sure that you enjoy within five weeks of purchase now i got these yesterday so you guys are set yeah. I, I was looking out for your best interest <laughs> no i'm digging I, I like this like I, i'm not much of a cold coffee drinker uh but i'd like this this is really good you know all right, so uh, yeah, we're. So, I'll have to get my wife to pick up some of these. So where I got these at, uh, if you don't get them at Caveman's headquarters because they were closed yesterday, okay, um, you could go to Keller's. So here in Albuquerque, Keller's uh, Meat Market, and that's okay. going to be over there on Eubank. Keller's Meat Market. All right, yeah. that sounds awesome. All right, so I found the Twitter for New Mexico Street Street Stalker. They are at Mexico underscore Street. Uh, so like I said, they do follow us on Twitter. Uh, so check them out, and we uh, let's see. I think that's gonna do it for us for right now. When we come back from our break, we're gonna jump into our Dural Motors revved up recap. Don't go anywhere, guys. Seth and Chris will be right back. You're listening to Seek and Strike podcast right here on Block Talk Radio.
are back. Thank you guys for being here with us tonight. You know, again, that is Humor Me by California Redemption, our song coming back in. Like, again, thank you to the band for letting us use their music. And this is your Doral Motors Revved Up Recap. Chris, a tremendous night. Santi got back on the score sheet. The club went into, went into Austin, and we beat the undefeated Austin Bold on their home pitch. I mean, we finally, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we finally have a win streak going on. We've got, we've had momentum for the past few weeks. We've got this tremendous base to build upon. You know, we had Kevon out the other night. We had Santi out the week before. I mean, I just, uh, watching this match, before we even get into it, I mean, there was a bunch of pregame banter. I don't know if you were a part of it. I, I was, I kind of stayed out of it a little bit, you know, after seeing all the El Paso stuff. But with Austin, it seemed to be you know pretty even going back and forth. Yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. Okay, we you know it. What I guess it, we're not. It wasn't pregame banter such as the way it was with El Paso. Um, however, it was it was pretty fun. It was playful. I mean, I had come across some of the Austin support. Um, we had the T Bold cast, right? Three Birds, Thunderbirds. Yeah. Uh, T-Bold cast, so that's their podcast, and then as well as uh, the Statesman, uh, Chris Chris Bills, who mainly is a beat writer for the Austin Bold FC, and I think he also writes for, or will write for Austin Bold as well when that starts. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it was just cool to basically reach out to the other clubs um, podcast and and beat writer since we do both of those things. Yeah. And it was just kind of cool to have a little bit of a friendly. Uh, through through Twitter, uh, <laughs> definitely not gonna sell you guys short and tell you that it went as uh, crazy as El Paso because I don't think anything will go as crazy as El Paso. Banter. No, see, I, yeah, yeah, that banter kind of you know, kind of went off the rails a little bit, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it definitely seemed to be a very friendly back and forth. You know, both appreciative of each other. Austin knew what they had coming into the match. We knew what we had coming into the match, and we actually had an interaction with. With the, with the T-Birds, you know, uh, the Thunder... Sorry, I want to make sure you get it right. Thunderbirds? Thunderbolts? Uh, it's Thun- T-Boldcast. T-Boldcast, okay. Yeah, it stands so, for Three Birds. Three Birds, okay. Yeah. So we had some back and forth doing some little predictions back right before the match. We all said it was going to be physical. And, of course, we did see that. And, you know, we'll get into that. And But the, the biggest thing for us going into it was how do we go in against a club that's undefeated at home I mean, we talked about against El Paso. El Paso was good at home. Arguably, Bold was better at home than El Paso. I mean, honestly, like, what I think is great about the fact that Bold was undefeated at home is that, I mean, it's your home. Like, you you should have a strong home stand. Right. Uh, New Mexico has a strong home stand. They're currently 3-0-2 at home. Mm -hmm. Um, As a contrast, El Paso is not undefeated at home. Uh, I believe they are three, two, and two at this point, mm-hmm. um, or it might be. I believe they have three wins now at home. Uh, could you? You might want to check that. Yeah, one for we'll me. pull that up real quick. Um, but the thing is, is that when you play a team where they haven't lost at home, and that's a big deal, it's like coming into their stadium and trying to steal a win. Yes, there's just so much more glory from that, and so. You know, hats off to Bold for keeping that unbeaten streak at home for the time until New Mexico can come in and <laughs> just snatch it up, you know. And, um, you know, they can just say that they have only lost one at home now. 
Yeah, they only lost one. And I saw an article saying, how can they get back on, get back the feeling that they had at home of being undefeated? And you're right, El Paso is three, two, and two at home at this point. But you know, my comparison is more along the lines of their form. You know how well they had done, how how strong they've been defensively. I think two, I think at least one of their losses at home was only by like a goal or like one nil, something like that. Austin as well, a very solid defensive club. And and we talked about it beforehand. You know how do we break that defensive formation that they want to run? How do we get those opportunities? And in, in our preview, we kind of looked at you know, we, we you and I both gave predicted uh, starting 11s. And you know, we 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 come out in what's a four in a four four two, but the way it looks, the way it plays, it plays more like a four four one one, just in the way that we set up. You know, having you know Dev up top and then you know Bees or whoever drop deeper. Now, when Kevon and Dev are both in there, Dev is more the setup guy, playing more that you know that false nine, and then having Kevon up top there for you know for the actual nine role. So. Looking at that and compared to like a, like a three five two, which I think is what or the, what I think El Paso played. I'm sorry, not El Paso, Austin played. Bold was definitely in a three five two. Yeah. You know their formation three five two. That's more built around control of the midfield. You know only three at the back um, is in a lot of senses. Like if you look at like Premier League clubs that play a three five two, that three at the back, they're either the best three in the league. Or they're gonna, or if they go up against a club that's much better than them, they're gonna get destroyed. But that, yeah, again, that formation, no, it's set up to be controlling the midfield, which is not something that El Paso did. I keep saying El Paso, like I keep thinking, and I, I apologize for that. Texas, but, yeah, I mean, Texas clubs, man, it's they're, they're all tough, and we're having, you know, they really have been. But the Austin three five two, they just they didn't control the midfield. We were able to make make movement. And one thing that they didn't do, that Austin didn't do, was press. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Yeah, I did notice that. I mean, Austin didn't press too much. I mean, New Mexico had great fluid ball movement uh, through through inside and outside of their perimeter as mm-hmm. far as the defense goes. Um, speaking of their their back line, I mean, they had Seth McFarlane back there. Yeah. Um, but I know also some of their mid did drop back. So. It's like they allow, allowed New Mexico to pass in there several times, but when it came to actual shots, it was like they were very limited. Um, and for, in fact, what the first twenty-eight minutes, there was like no shots from New Mexico. So I think that that's pretty close to what the the stat line showed. But and even then, that they're in the twenty-eighth. What we got wasn't even necessarily the result of our own directed shot. It was, you know, you got Santi going up the left like he like he always does. Santi's super strong on that left side, on that left side. And I thought the ball he was going to run the ball out. I honestly thought he had watching. Then he cut he cut that pass back to the middle, where Bees was just sitting there waiting. <laughs> and then unfortunately for us, and unfortunately for for Austin, sorry, we had a little background noise there. Not sure what happened. You know, it went off of um, it went off the Austin defender in for an own goal. That's just tough luck, you know, all the way around. But for me, that honestly, I, that seemed to be a very distinct turning point in the match. I mean, uh, up until then, that is Albuquerque for you. Hopefully, those are fire. <laughs> hope those are fireworks. Because I'm about to say, uh, peace out, guys. <laughs> uh, that was more like a hammer or something. That's maybe, gotta be fireworks. Maybe. It's gotta be. I don't know. Memorial Day fireworks, I guess, but 
I mean, who knows? Yeah, that was a sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's try to get back on all track. All right, let's bring it, let's bring it back in. A little in. unexpected there, you know. It's um, so. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about duels versus clearances, right? So, okay. uh, United obviously won the clearance battle. Um, they definitely kept the uh, the ball away from uh, from the box, and you know, keeping Mizell, you know, out of out of harm's way, if you will. Yeah. Um, but when it came to duels, I mean, I think Bull definitely got the edge, uh, both in the air. Um, uh, I wouldn't say on the ground as much. Uh, if you if you never really watch duels i think this match definitely got me more into watching duels uh, especially just right before that own goal because santi moore got the ball in the flat and then it was him and it was mcfarland and mcfarland if you don't know seth mcfarland i mean he's been profiled as you know being a talent that can soar into the mls like at yeah. any moment so santi moore obviously being of the same quality caliber they squared off one and one now santi moore you know manages to get by him and you know ultimately takes a high percentage shot yeah. you know to which bees was trying to be there but you know he wasn't but i think in some way he probably hoped that they would just say it deflected off of him and it would count <laughs> but either way it went in right yeah. so um but duels i definitely have gotten into that um and i think if you're a fan or even a new fan of soccer you know, you could ultimately get into watching players go 1v1 against each other. Um, again, uh, we know that, as you've mentioned in previous weeks, that New Mexico doesn't have the height advantage against most of their right. opponents. So typically, the other uh, team will win in the aerial du duels. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that, you know, maybe we are a little bit lacking in because we don't necessarily have the height. Most of our guys are right around six foot, maybe a little bit under. Um, but that's not really something that's, re that's really been a negative for us throughout the throughout the season. You know, we've we've managed to work around that. You know, we've seen the the short the the short crosses. Uh, I'm sorry, the short corners. You know, we've seen the the low corners as well to keep them from so that we don't have to deal with those aerial duels. Now. Is it something that the club may look at going forward? I don't know. I mean, I think at this point, you know, we're, we're, we're performing well. It's not really a hindrance for us. But it is something that could be beneficial for us later on. And just looking at some of these first-half stats, I mean, uh, we only had two shots on target. But at the same time, bold. Actually, you know what? I, I was looking at it. I actually screen capped the the, sta the statistics they had on the screen during the broadcast, and they weren't correct. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this. Like, there, there's a Twitter uh, account that I follow, um, USL Memes or USL Western Conference, and throughout the season they they go in and they put up like USL broadcast issues, and so. The USL, I don't know if you can see my screenshot here that I've got, but it said Bolt only had two shots in the first half. Now, that's not accurate. According to the USL Championship website, Bold had like, Bold had seven shots the entire, throughout the first half, not just two. So, and then United's were off as well. So, it kind of makes me wonder, like, number one, kind of a personal thing, what's going on with these graphics? But two, it just goes to show that 
there, even though Bold had a period where they were in our box for about three or four minutes there, they couldn't do anything. They got zero shots on target during that period. So before I continue, yeah. uh, we actually have Alicia on the line as well to oh. join us. Awesome, Alicia, thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about yourself? It's going good. It's going good. Hey, so we wanted to get your reaction uh, initially on uh, the own goal uh, scored by Austin Bold. Well, I mean, it was pretty bad on the defense. I can see that the defense was trying to chip it over the goal, but, you know, sometimes it backfires and... But it is, you can tell the disappointment in the defender's face. Yeah, that was definitely there. But for me personally, I mean, even though we had that early goal due to a mistake by Bold, to me, for the rest of the half and even into the second, even though we came out in the second half with more energy, we seemed to have a better idea of what we want to do. We almost seemed lost for a while there in the first half. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just something I was seeing. But Bold definitely came... After that, they seemed to that seemed to light a fire under them. Yeah, because at 55, uh, McFarland connects with Isaac Promise, right? He yes. Shoots a cross. Oh, that cross was just unreal. Like to me, it was it was a combination of two things. One, we didn't close down on on McFarland, and two, that ball was just right. Promise put it where nobody could get it. I mean, he it was the perfect spot for the for the cross and the perfect spot for the header. I mean, Cody tried. Cody did all he could to stop that, but there's a, it was just the perfect spot. So at 62, Santi Moore gets a set piece. Yes. And puts it right in the back of the net. But let's <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit. So what's your reaction with that? I mean, my first reaction is that Santi has got a leg made of gold. We need to sign this guy for life. But it just I mean, that's right in Santi's wheelhouse. I mean, we've seen him from top of the from the top of the box. We've seen him in the box, you know. But this here, this is around thirty yards out. And just delivery on it now, they said it took a slight deflection, but I didn't see it. I think it more so went off of the keeper's hand right at the end, but he just he couldn't he didn't quite get to it. But just the pace on the ball, the the placement of the shot. You, it, you, it couldn't be more perfect. Alicia, what was your reaction of that goal made by Santimor at 62 off the set piece? I think Santi's goal was amazing. It was outside the box. It's free kick. I personally thought, you know, it's kind of 50-50 here. It's either going to go in over the goal or it's going to go straight to the wall, but Beautiful goal by Santi. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we've seen Santi all year make those plays, being positioned. And honestly, I think we need to have him as our set-piece taker from now on. I mean, I know he delivers the corners um, on most of them, especially those, those outswingers from the right corner. But I think having him, on those, especially on those long-range shots, I mean, if I, if I, if I was in Troy's shoes, that's what I would do. I would put Santi on those. I think he's got – I think he has the best range of anybody on the club. Yeah, I think what Bold realized is that, okay, so they might shut it down inside pretty well, but Moore was actually very potent from outside the box from range. Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, at uh, the 72nd minute, 
where uh, Bold goes down uh, down a minute. So it's currently 11 v 10, right? Yes. So what was your reaction at that point? My initial reaction was that, all right, we've got the man advantage. Can we do something with it? You know, you and I have kind of talked a little bit off air about oftentimes when clubs go down to 10 minutes, it tends to open them up a little bit more. And they tend to be a little bit more dangerous. Now, of course, you know, I was live tweeting the match. And there were some questions going uh, that I was seeing about you know, whether or not there's actually a red card, should it have been a red card. Well, the answer is yes. Then the reasoning being is that it's a denial of goal scoring opportunity. I mean, last man, I'm sorry, you've got the, you've got the attacker out there, last defender takes him down from behind. That's a dog so call if there ever was one. So it's very much warranted. Now, was it a little bit soft? Yes. Because it did look like David was already on his way down a little bit, but that, that push did actually you know, cause him to finally go over. It's, again, like I said, a little bit soft, but it's the correct by the laws of the game. So to go up there, I mean, I think we missed an opportunity with a free kick afterwards, but I absolutely think it was the right call, just based on the laws of the game. So moving on, right? So bold go bold on the box, right? So basically at this point, there's a sense of urgency for bold right. to get their second goal because time is running out on them. Yes. I mean, they're down 2-1 at this time. Um, Alicia, what was your reaction as uh, Bold got more physical and as they kept coming and they didn't let up? Well, my reaction when it was uh, when Bold scored, I was like, oh, oh my god, well, we're tied. We're gonna... It's going to be another tight game and I was kind of getting disappointed at that point and then I saw the other goal come by Santi and I was excited like okay we got this but then you can tell Austin got really hungry for that goal and they got together they formed up and it was shot after shot after shot and I don't remember if it was in the first half or second half but Justin Schmidt had an amazing save in front of the goal yeah, I think that was in the first half. Josh was putting something in our chat about that. Yeah, he, and we got the third goal, and, you know, it was like, yeah, we got this win in the bag, and we took those three points home. So what Alicia is talking about is uh, the uh, the emergence of El Matador. <laughs> Let's... Seth, why don't you give us the uh, the rundown of how the third New Mexico United goal happened? Oh, it, it, just a tremendous run of play there. Devin got the pass into into Santi, and Santi, of course, we see him on the left hand all the time. But what I noticed earlier in the half, or in the second, half, he was actually playing on the right. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, he was that. he was over on the right. Kind of Troy kind of seemed to flip it a little bit, flip the formation a little, get Santi on the right. Create it seemed to create a little bit of a mismatch. And then Santi just making that run down the right. And there, he made this little move as he got into the box. He f made this little feint like he was going to shoot from about right around six yards. And Ramirez, the keeper for Bold, went to ground. If Santi had made that move, I think Ramirez stays up and makes himself as big as possible. But Ramirez made the decision to go to ground, thinking Santi's going to take that shot. And the angle from and Santi just you know, went around, dribbled around him to the right and took that cross-body shot and buried it into the, to the far net. I mean, that's not an easy shot to make. And Santi made it look like he does it every day. Like He, he rolls out of bed and makes that goal from you know, a 15-degree angle. <laughs> I mean, my reaction to that was like, Santi Moore 
as like I said, like I, I wrote in my uh, my post match that the etymology of El Matador, right? So he basically yeah. like took his game to another level. Now, of course, like I said last week, I saw him. He was in street clothes, watching the match from the stands. So tonight, or so so in that match, he's basically like, boom, give it to me, I got it. And yeah. he, every single time he had the opportunity to take that shot, he did. But he took so many high percentage shots. Yeah. Um, to me, that was just epic. And I thought, hey, can we see more of El Matador? You know, like I don't practically forget, yeah. don't I, forget to mention Chris that he had one wide open net too, and he missed it. He above did. The yeah, he did bar. miss that one early on, but you know, it's not he's <coughs> with him missing the game, missing the match last week. And Alicia, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. He really seemed to play himself into the match. Yes, he had the run in the twenty eighth that ended up resulting in the goal. You know, Santi can't basically account for all three, but you could see frustration there in the first half. You know, he was kind of getting a little. He did get another card. That's his fourth on the season, so next one he's going to miss a match. But he really just seemed to play himself into it, and I think that in itself changed the outcome. Now, did you catch that uh, after he made that goal? He saunters over uh, to, I believe, the side where the uh, traveling uh, yes. Nesco United fans were. Saunters over, right? And then he does this matador bow. Like, I, I yeah. practically want to stand up in my living room right now and do <laughs> the matador, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what was even funny when I got it on my second watch is that he does it right next to this advertisement that says Toro, and it's red. Did you notice that? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I thought... I wonder if he knew that or if it just all kind of worked out happenstance. But, Maybe. But nonetheless, the arrival of El Matador. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, think, I think that they're going to go on a run. <laughs> like you said earlier, two-game win streak. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's huge for the club. You know, Alicia, first of all, do you think that El Matador, do you think the nickname sticks? Do you think that moves forward? And what are your thoughts on us carrying the momentum into the next match? I actually like that nickname for Santi Matador with his celebration. It, you know, it was unexpected, but you know, it was really exciting too. And you know, my thoughts for this next match on Wednesday against the Switchbacks. It, you know, I don't know what to think about it. We didn't have Santi for the Switchbacks last game, so you know that can change a big factor into it too. So you don't know what's going to really happen with Santi on the wing, and maybe there's going to be new starters. You know, we haven't seen Manny Padilla play. Where is he? That's my question right now. Yeah, that's definitely a question that we've had for Coach, and we're, we've been asking that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go to a break. You know, as always, be sure you get your questions in. You can reach us at 505-431-8860, and we'll be back in just a minute.
Welcome back to The Hive, the official podcast of Seek and Strike Collective, powered by Doral Motors. Doral Motors is dedicated to providing the ultimate automobile buying experience. Doral Motors is your number one source for buying quality pre-owned vehicles. In addition, we offer a full array of financing options to meet your needs. Visit Doral Motors today at their current address at 6701 Lomas Boulevard, Northeast. And now, back to your hosts, Chris and Seth. All right, thanks, Josh. And we are back, guys. Big thank you to Alicia for joining us tonight. We're definitely going to do everything we can to get her you know, sitting down with us again here in the next couple of weeks. Um, we know that the phone was a little bit staticky, but you know, it, that's just one of the things, dealing with you know, have, having one of our members out of, the, out of the office, so to speak, and, and dialing in. So, Chris, you know, we've been talking. We talked about the Austin match. You know, I, just, I, want, I don't know about you, but I want to get to our text line. I want to hear from, from our listeners, you know, what questions do they have as far as, you know, what's going on with us, with the club, you know, any of the matches coming up, the previous matches, you know, you and I have been talking about what's going on with Manny, you know, against Colorado, the first match, he didn't show up, he wasn't in the 18 again, against Austin, you asked coach, you emailed coach after, after the match to see if we get some more questions answered, unfortunately he hasn't gotten back to us yet. But, I mean, that, that's going to be an ongoing question until we hear what's going on with Manny. So, I mean, all right, let's get to our text line, Josh. We got, we got, we got a couple of them. Okay. Uh, it's funny that you brought up Manny because that's actually one from Jake. Jake said, sorry if you already touched on it, but did you guys happen to find out any more information on Manny Padilla? Have a good show. Love, love you guys. All right, Jake, thank you so much. You know, again, we, I had no idea that Josh was going to say that there. But, no, like, we would love to know what's going on with Manny. Like, I know we both would like we've we've broached the subject with coach. He hasn't really given us an answer. You know, we've we touched on it last week. Generally, to, in my experience, when a coach gives the kind of response that he did after the after Colorado, sounds kind of like a I don't I, I don't want to. Okay, yes, let's speculate. I think it's a disciplinary issue, just based on the way the coach answered. Now, I could be completely wrong, but you know, you know, we don't know. I mean, I tried to scour the internet to see if there was anything possibly out there. I didn't yeah. see anything out there. Um, I did actually uh, send the question uh, to Coach Lassane, but I didn't ask him necessarily if, if he couldn't give any details about what had happened, if just, in fact, we would be seeing his return into the month of June. Right. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Manny's presence on the field, I know he's one of your favorite uh, yeah, I think his ability defenders. is just incredible. Right, and I mean, he, he adds so much to the game. So uh, we're definitely still wondering, what's where's Manny? Yeah, it, it, hopefully we'll hear something soon or see him back in back in the 18. Having him back for June, because we all know we're going to beat Colorado Wednesday night, and then we're going to get an MLS club in June. We know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we know that's going to happen. And I think Manny could be a huge playmaker against any, against any club, really. But to bring what he does to a match against an MLS side... I think it's going to be Colorado again, but you know it's we're just missing him. Weird fact. So I you know I don't know if you follow Manny on Twitter. I do. I do. Manny actually streams on Twitch. I don't know if you if you knew this. I didn't know that. Yeah, he put out a tweet late last night. You know he was he streamed live on Twitch. I don't know how long he streamed for. I missed it because I don't have no I don't get notifications for Manny, but he was on Twitch at some point and his he did put out a tweet. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, it said. Oh, let me pull it up. Sorry. So, so while Seth is uh, pulling that up, uh, Josh, do we have any other questions online? Yeah, we have, we have a couple more. 
this one's from Derek in Tampa Bay, Florida. Hey, right. Tampa Bay. Let's go. He yeah. says, I'm a, um, I'm a local New Mexican living out here in Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, lo- he loves the podcast, loves the United. He wants to know who's in charge at ESPN on cameramen and broadcasters because <laughs> he got such a bad headache from watching the game that he wants to know, is it their own people that get put into these situations or so okay this is i don't know if you watch twitter at all during the match like there were so many comments especially over the last few weeks about the camera work that's been going on it's just unreal like i was part of a a, a tweet th- a twitter thread last night where i basically said these guys need to go watch like the premier league or even mls to get an idea of what should be going on like during the, we were sitting out watching the open cup match against Colorado, they kept showing the ball like they would show a, a shot of the ball, and it just sit there, while the guys are while, while the players on the on the pitch are moving around, you know, getting set up for the goal kick or whatever, and then they would sit there and like they'd sit on on Cody. No offense, I love watching Cody, but after the kick, they'd sit there on Cody when plays going on on the field, or they cut to those super close up shots. Now I don't necessarily know who's in charge of it. I think USL does have a say in what goes on. The way I understood it from one of these. Uh, from the from one of the Twitter threads last night, is that the clubs themselves actually put together the crew, or at least in the case of Austin Bolt, because they have their own uh, commentators. All the clubs do; they have their own commentators for the most part. And but yeah, there are all kinds of tweets going. Get these guys some lessons in camera work, stuff like that. And I absolutely agree. The camera work that I've seen has just been horrendous. Hey, there wasn't any J.J. Abrams lens flare going on. <laughs> but I, I was like I was watching Cloverfield the whole game, man. I was <laughs> Blair Witch so Project. Sick. I was getting so sick. Watching hey, there was it. a point where uh, where I thought they were testing out a 360 lens. You see how they caught the ball like, yeah. on a goal kick, and it was like they got the ball the ball like with a, f- a crazy like draw where the ball was coming at the yeah. screen, and then it went back, and I was like, whoa, like what's happening here? Yeah, or, no, even I'm, Santi's goal was not justified the way it should have been because right. they, they they had him on the back camera view coming at the camera it's like what are you guys doing this is basic camera work one-on-one yeah. you go to the wide lens on that kind of shot yeah because it didn't justify his goal at all no absolutely and there's so many things you know we can go back to the the match where you know uh, brian i think it's brian brown had that no handball call that i tweeted out about i mean it clearly played off his arm and there was uh, i was watching the a recap of the la- I was watching the highlights of the last Colorado match, and there clearly a handball went off the arm, and but the camera caught it. I mean, honestly, I think if you're displeased with the camera work, tweet at the clubs, tweet at USL, tweet at ESPN. I don't know if ESPN Plus has, has their own specific Twitter or not. I don't think they do, but no, I agree. Camera work has got to be improved. Now, some of this could be because of. This is the first year that they've streamed every single USL match, or you know, at least every single USL championship match. It could be, you know, getting having all these new crews and things. Because how else are they going to be in fifteen different cities on any given weekend? I mean, they've got to bring in all kinds of new folks to run the equipment. I I would think personally that they bring in people with that have experience with. Video production. USL, if you're listening, ESPN Plus, I have experience in video production. Ooh. I will come do it Ooh. for you. I can broadcast. There you go. I'll, <laughs> I'll be on the broadcast team. I'll, I will you know, direct the show. I don't care. Like I, I've produced television shows in the past. I will do this for you. I'm going to need the replacements. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I think we can all agree that some USL or ESPN 
someone has to step in and say, we have to get the quality of programming up. And that goes back to the graphic, the, the graphical design. You know, we've seen here in the bold match, we saw incorrect stats. We've seen them misspell Kevon's name in the starting lineup. We've seen, uh, I, I saw them add in uh, Yuma in, uh, in the starting lineup for, for their most recent match. He wasn't even in the lineup. So there is a quality control issue going on here. I, I, I don't know who to get in touch. Like I said, tweet at USL, tweet at ESPN. You know. it, it must be an ESPN thing because when you watch UNM Lobo basketball, yeah. they call us the Aggies time to time. <laughs> That's and just people not knowing. Yeah, and I think what it is, it, honestly, do you, I, do you really think ESPN cares about a USL match between New Mexico and Austin? I, I know mean, it's on their network, yeah. but... You would you would think they would take some pride and effort into hiring people for them to put out the product that they're doing. You would think that there, yeah, I agree that you yeah. think that there would be a level of professional quality. Now, USL Championship Soccer is not going to be the money maker that no. the UFC is. Right. We I think we can all agree on that. But you know, it's something just gotta they've got to get in there and say, hey, we need to fix this product, make it look better. Uh, before we move on to the next one, I think we got another one. I did find Manny's Twitch, Manny's Twitter. He put out a tweet last night. It said, "Check out Somos Unidos," and a link to his Twitch channel. So that's what it said. Now you mentioned that's positive. That is positive. You said something to me the other day that his Facebook said something about RGV on it. I think is what you told me. Yeah, but I think he just hadn't updated his yeah. his Facebook. You know, I mean, I still have all kinds of things that I did like five years ago. Yeah, and and his Twitter does say uh, professional footballer for New Mexico United. Yeah. So I mean. He's busy. He's busy. He's on yeah. the pitch. I mean, he's gonna have time to be all over his social media. He's got to hire a guy like uh, Josh to do his like social media. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, yeah. All right. I think we got another question, Josh. Yes. Uh, this one is from Emilio. He texted last week. Uh, he said, "Guys, I was close. Almost had my four-zero prediction. Three-one. Uh, not too shabby. What are your guys' takes and picks? I'm going with a three-one victory for New Mexico over Colorado Springs." All right, Emilio, thank you for the question again. You know, like Josh said, you did write in last week. Talk, we'll get into our Colorado predictions a little bit later. Now, Chris, you did nail the scoreline. I think, I think I did say 3-1. You at, did say 3-1, right? yeah. I did say 3-1. I think you did have – you had B's on the scoreline. You had Josh and you had Santi, correct? I think that's who you had. We'll have to yeah. go back. We'll have to go back and look at the tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think – I think uh, I'll try to pull it up you know, if you want to talk it up. Sure, talk sure. About. I mean, okay – yeah, so I think I remember when we talked about it. You know, I was filling the three three one just because you know everyone's trying to get you know get a goal. Everyone's hungry. I did say briefly that I thought the goals may be a little bit more scarce if they were to uh, barn down on Santi Moir. But you know, for the most part, look at how fortunate he was. I mean, where his goals came from: a yeah. set piece, um, a one on or one v one break, yeah. Um, you know what I mean, and even the own goal. So, you know, I couldn't have predicted the own goal, but I'll take that three one uh, technicality here. Yeah. So yeah, no, you did. Yeah, looking back at our, back at our prediction, Chris, you did have it a three one. You had you did have uh, Santi, Josh, and Chris as your goal scorers. Hey, you know what? I think Chris was awfully close to what was considered an own goal. So yeah, I, he, he I might have really to steal steal that one. <laughs> so, and then of course, I had us winning two one. I, I did have Bruce and uh, and and Santi as the goal scorers uh, in our Twitter uh, back and forth predictions with uh, with the T Bowl bot, uh, podcast. I did say that Santi put in the finisher. 
No, so I, I did. You know, Santi did it twice. Hey, so. they thought they, they thought I was like giving giving the old hoo ha when I was like, it's yeah. gonna be a three one victory. They're like, oh, you just see that's gonna be a butt whooping, huh? I'm like, yeah, kind of yeah. see it like that. So. But I would say that all the way around, we all knew it was gonna be physical, and of course it was. We did. See, it was chippy. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I thought there should there were several no calls that should have happened. I felt like there were some calls that we got away with. At one point, like I saw, I think I saw, I think it was Josh put an elbow into someone's back, and you know when they were when they when Bolt was on the attack, and Josh kind of got away with it. But I mean, we were both close on our, on our predictions. So, all right, we're gonna throw it back to. So, Josh, you have do we have another question on the line? No, no, Emilia was, was the last one. Okay, oh, Emilia okay. was the last. One. Okay. So yeah, I mean it's just. You know, going forward, can we can we make those same predictions again? So, all right, we're gonna take another quick break, and we will be right back with our Open Cup uh, preview. Welcome back to The Hive, the official podcast of Seek and Strike Collective, powered by Doral Motors. Back to your hosts, Seth and Chris. Hey, Seth, are, yes. you, uh, are, you, are you feeling caffeinated right now? Uh, you know, honestly, caffeine really doesn't do a whole lot for me. Really? Uh, yeah, it really doesn't. Like, I mean, when I drink coffee, it's more because I enjoy the taste. It doesn't, it's not actually a wake-up thing. Like, I can drink a Coke at 9 o'clock at night and not do a thing for me. I'm really crazy. I've had now three... <laughs> of these caveman coffees today yeah. i mean it tastes great okay but earlier i'm not gonna lie after that isotope he's joining if you're listening we will take you know cash in consideration for this so. yeah well i'll take this more <laughs> more of this caveman coffee yeah um but i mean at the isotopes game like my eyes were open yeah and when i left that game i was just dreading sitting here with you in the living room i'm like man these guys are gonna <laughs> think that i am on something because i i am like I am in the clouds right now, yeah. okay? This is some good <laughs> stuff. So, anyways, at least you know the coffee works, right? So. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, yeah, again, it's, it's very good coffee. Go check it out, Caveman Coffee. Um, but, you know. Jumping into Open Cup, right? Open Cup, yes, okay. that's what's next. You know, I do want to say Caveman Coffee is not an official sponsor. We just. Not you know, an official sure. sponsor. Yeah. I just I just try to bring <laughs> things onto the show and we just try them. So, that's what we do. Yes. Well, so, yeah, we're trying to do that. We try to do that every week if we can. We're trying to get some of those yeah. Philly steaks. So, Philly, oh, oh. For, oh, you're talking about a Philly Phillies? Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. I would love, I would love to get in touch with them. See if we can get some cheesesteaks over here. All right. Oh, let's All do right. it. Okay, cool. All right, All so right. open cup. Moving on, moving on. Third open cup, third round. We all know what, what awaits us when we win. We know we have an, what's most likely going to be an MLS side in the fourth round. But first we have to go through Colorado's switchbacks again for the second time in less than two weeks. We've got Colorado. You know, I went looking, I looked at their last match. They played... This weekend um, at OKC, they lost 1-0. Now, Colorado has, we, we talked about it before, Colorado has struggled mightily 
all year long. They're sitting next to the bottom of the table. I think they've got eight points on the season. In, their la in, in all competitions, they are one... That's uh, just my photos. <laughs> Showing Chris some screenshots here. Um, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It looks like it. Like without um, without you know seeing the Apple photos. Yeah, it's definitely like. But anyway, so in all competitions, Colorado is one four and zero in their last five. Their only win in those matches came against FC Denver, and that was a one nil win in their second round uh, in their second round matchup for the Open Cup. Their four losses have all come in league play, and they just have not looked good. Obviously, they lost to us 3-1. Last, this weekend against OKC, Colorado put 20 shots, put up 20 shots that were not blocked for the entire match. They managed two of those on target. Just two. That's a 10% accuracy rating. Now, of course, they didn't convert on either of those, they were fairly easy saves, but look at, if you look at the stats from this match, Colorado dominated possession. They dominated dual success. They dominated aerial duels. They they took twice as many shots as OKC. Now I think what and then I don't know if you if you saw the match, Colorado missed a penalty. It not it didn't get saved. They flat out missed it. The OKC keeper went to his left. The I, I, I don't remember who took the who took the penalty for Colorado. He shot to hit the left of, to the left side of the goal, so the goalkeeper's right, and he was just off frame. the The shot went wide left. I mean, we watching some of the Open Cup matches, watching especially in the PKs. PK, I mean, granted, the PKs aren't a guarantee, but where and very few other chances other than, say, T Santi going one-on-one, -on -one, you don't see very many opportunities to be one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Seemed like they really, uh, looking at some of their stats from that game, seems like they really um, focused more on their passing. If you remember in the game against United, um, they were sitting in the 300 range as far as um, their passes, so they, they didn't really touch the ball much. Yeah. Uh, so on this one, they definitely, obviously, probably worked on that um, over the time frame. And I was looking here... They only attempted 17 crosses, and I know that they're a team that does like to serve uh, the ball into the box um, off of crosses. I mean, it seems like a lot of the teams that United have played lately between El Paso, uh, Colorado Springs, and Austin Bold um, really do like to rely a lot on uh, aerial play. Yeah. Um, so it's they really where they seem to impress, but I just don't think. I'm, 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 I should say this. I am really curious to see what they do differently. I mean, they practically do have some uh, home, homegrown, homegrown uh, local footy of our team, given the fact that we had just played them. Yeah. Um, just like Alicia had said earlier on the phone, um, we didn't have Santi Moir in um, in that game. Right. We just had you know Kevon Freder just open up you know for the Hattie. Uh, so, I can't say that having them both in is going to translate to this like six-seven goal game um, because we know that's not normally right. how it works when they're both in. Uh, but it is pretty positive to know that with our leading scorers out, 
um, in respective games, the Springs game and also this uh, bold game, it's nice to know that we can almost count on a couple of uh, solid efforts, like a couple of goals from each each player, and that yeah. is uh, pretty a, pretty awesome, a tremendous fact. So I think the biggest thing for us is, is of course, having Santi back in the lineup. You know, we're not facing any suspensions for the Open Cup. Uh, you know, we've talked, kind of talked about it before. The way the Open Cup disciplinary rules work, three yellow cards, you're suspended for the following match. Now, there are some funky rules, like, as you get farther into the Cup, but we'll get to that when we get there. I think Santi just has that, has that different dimension to our attack. You know, you've got Kivan, who can score from basically anywhere on the, on the pitch. Santi loves to be there on that left side. He's so dangerous. I kind of wish he'd taken a few more shots. I think he had opportunities in the first half against Bold, where he could have put a shot on goal, but he didn't. And again, that's where I kind of figure he's playing himself back into it. I don't think we see that Wednesday at Colorado. I think we see Santi ready to go from minute one. I mean, we know that New Mexico is going to have some of that same uh, ball movements. Um, now that they have played on that pitch, um, I'm sure that Coach Lesane is going to obviously tweak a few things that he feels uh, needs needs to happen you know solid yeah. solid possession is going to be one obviously um you know that they, they're going to be patient with 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 handling the ball we know that they're going to keep moving it around they're going to look to close down uh colorado springs um they I just were, wish the match was at the lab i wish it was too um however i mean having them already have played there like it yeah it's just it's I would be really surprised if if there was a different outcome, um, but you never know. I mean, Colorado Springs, uh, you know, the first thing could have been shell shocked that they're playing against three former players yeah. uh, that are now on our team. Uh, they might have, you know, dialed in their strategy a little bit better to uh, contain our team. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, we'll go in and we'll do some lineup predictions later this week, and we'll probably get those out on on social media on say probably Tuesday. Be my guess. Get those out tomorrow night as far as who our starting 11 is going to be. But first, the last thing I want to ask you before we kind of get out of the Open Cup, because we're both expecting us to win, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I don't think there's any reason for us to expect any different. What do you think the score line is going to be? Ooh, you know, I've been say- I have been saying 3-1. I feel like 3-1 is like, I can't keep tossing Seems to be out. a magic number for I us. can't keep throwing out 3-1. Yeah. Okay. Um Oh man. Okay, we all know. Okay, we we we've seen it. We've seen the game, and we've yeah. seen how they play. Um, I'm just gonna be lofty and say four. Four. Four nil. Four nil. No, okay. no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's you know, I, I I was thinking I was thinking of our buddy there, uh, Emilio, Emilio yeah. uh, with that with that four zero. I'd be interested to know what his his prediction is. But he um, said three uh, one. Oh, he said 3-1? Oh, man, he squeezed me out of there. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say 2-1. 2-1? 2-1. Okay. I, I think you're giving Colorado a little too much credit here. Probably so. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I don't see, they they struggle so much on offense. They really do. I mean, they got, they got, they had, a, they were, they gave up another clean sheet this past weekend. 2-0 to us. Ooh. I mean, I, I a short week. Dang I mean, I'm not I don't necessarily see. I'm not taking. You can say whatever you I want. Said, so. I said. You mean you had the same predictions every. I said. <laughs> I'm saying two nil. Two nil. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I'll 
I'll have my predicted goal scorers <laughs> on Tuesday when we do our lineups. Oh yeah, because we'll I, be doing our lineups yeah. again. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much rotation we'll see. We do. It is a short week, but we do have another. We have a week off afterwards, or well, I should say seven days until the June fifth Pride Night match. Finally back home at the lab. I know the players are looking forward to it. Okay, do you think that plays into it? Do you think we see any sort of letdown knowing that it is the final match of this five match, five match road trip? Or do you think that we're because the players are just so ready to be back home? I think I think they're hot. You think I think okay. they're hot. I th- I think I think New Mexico United is hot. So I think that they find a way. They're going to win this game. We know that. Yeah. And I said two one. I probably am giving them a lot of credit, but I'm going to stick with my score because I'm going to let Emilio have my three one this week. <laughs> um, but honestly, like like I I already have, I've written about it. I I think there's a run. I think when they get back to the lab after yeah. Open Cup. Um, they're going to route OKC. I think the win streak continues. Yeah, that'll be definitely know? be good to see. You know, we had an opportunity to put some space uh, in the table, and we kind of did. We've got four points now on the next. Yeah, because didn't, didn't Fresno get into yeah, a draw? Fresno had a draw, so yeah, we got a four point uh, difference now. Fresno uh, and uh, is it Phoenix, they both have matches in hand against us. I think Phoenix has one, and uh, Fresno has two matches in hand, but we still have that little bit of a leeway. You know, that's not to say that we should take our feet off, take our foot off the pedal at all, but we were able to put a little bit of space there with the number of matches that we had, and I think it's going to benefit us in the long run. So, those so, are. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say, so switching streams. I want to hear about uh, what's 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 in store for us in this week's edition of Beyond the Touchline. Beyond the Touchline. All right, so we've got a lot that I want to go. First thing I want to touch on is the Four Corners Cup Date. Hashtag Cup Date. You know, we've got the. The, the cup sets for the U.S. Open Cup. I'm going to call this the Four Corners Cup Date. So, Can we have cupcakes for the cup date? <laughs> I wish. I wish we had some cupcakes for the cup date. But we had one match this past weekend uh, in the Open Cup, and that was in that was um, uh, Phoenix and Colorado. Uh, sorry, uh, Real. Uh, no, I could be wrong. Uh, 525. Yeah, Real and Phoenix. So Phoenix did just absolutely demolish. Uh, Real at one point it was three nil. Uh, Real did pull back two goals. Uh, so updated standings. I did tweet out a, my not so fancy Google Docs or Google Sheets uh, screenshot the other day. Uh, so we are still in first place in the four corners up, uh, cup with seven points. Phoenix is behind us with two. We both have three matches remaining. Colorado and Real both have four matches remaining. And uh, I actually on my on my personal spreadsheet that I'm running, I actually have also have columns for. Uh, possible points remaining and to, uh, total possible points. So based on the stage right now, we have a possible 16 points total for the entire run. Um, there, I did in my series of tweets, uh, if Real, because Real and Colorado play each other next, if either of them lose, it's not good. I mean, they're not necessarily eliminated, but it severely hammer, uh, damages their chances at an Open Cup title or at a Four Corners Cup title. So I think ultimately it's going to come down to us and Phoenix. We still have to see you know, the latter half of the season. Real is not a bad team, but we'll have to wait and see. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what's going on that. I don't know if you have any thoughts about the match between Phoenix and Real. You know, I actually don't have any thoughts about that match. Um, as you were talking about Real, I was thinking about how I plan to uh, go on up to uh, beautiful Salt Lake City yeah. and uh, watch that match against United. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun to see. Like, I know that with the within the Four Corners Cup, the next match is going to be on 
uh, June 22nd as can be Real and Colorado. So we've got another lengthy break until the Four Corners Cup picks up again, which kind of leads me in to the next part of Beyond the Touchline. I don't know how much attention everyone's been paying uh, to Twitter, but similar to the Four Corners Cup, and I want to shout out to a Twitter account, Copa Tejas, at Copa Tejas. Same thing, but for the Texas clubs. So I'm calling this Twitter feuds of the week. Now, I wish I have two. And one of them, one of them not necessarily a feud, but we'll get into that. It's a little more humorous. But Copa Tejas put out a tweet saying that they were putting together a contest for some new graphic design work. And it, it clearly says contest. You know, they're not trying to sign anybody to be a graphic design artist. And in the rules, if you go look at it on their website, it does state the winner is going to get a gift card and swag from the club of their choice. And obviously their artwork is going to be used. For the swag. For the, you know, for the swag, okay. like on the website, right. you know, for the, for the Copa Tejas. And completely understandable. You know, I, Chris, you and I have been talking about this. And, you know, I kind of turned you on to a podcast that I listen to. Called Kind of Funny. Kind of Funny. Yeah, the guys are Kind of Funny. One of their shows, the, their morning show, KFAF, they put out, and this is just one of a number of shows I listen to that do this, they put out a request to their listeners every single week. Send us your artwork. They do like a Photoshop contest, and then they feature it, you know, in there, because they also stream on YouTube. Uh, they put the artwork up on the screen for everyone to show. They show off all of them, obviously. But then the, the winner, they, they're making like a video wall of all the winners. And so these people do it for free. They do it because they enjoy the content. They want to be a part of the show. There's other podcasts I listen to where folks send in songs. You know, they're uh, a now defunct podcast called Get Up On This. They, a lot of their listeners were rappers. And so they would send in raps. And it became like this whole thing, like stingers for different segments. By the way, if you want to send us a stinger, we'll, we'll gladly listen to it and possibly put it on air. But, you know, it, things like this, I don't have a problem with this. I don't think you have a problem with, no, with people. That, because if you support a show, support a, a support content, and they're asking you for submissions, like they're in no way saying, we're hiring you to be a graphic designer. So we're having this contest. If you win, your work's going to get published. You know, it's going to be out there for everybody to see. By the way, we're also going to give you swag. Yeah, now, like, look, <clears> I, I understand, like, <clears throat> There's so many different ways that this contest could have gone, right? Yes. So, I mean, obviously, uh, ultimately, it's to the discretion of who's putting on the contest. But mm-hmm. I get, you know, doing contests where you can give cash prizes yeah. uh, to the winning artist, or where you could even um, give the winning artists uh, royalties off of, or proceeds or royalties off of uh, any merchandise that's created. I personally thought. When I w- looked at the contest, I was like, well, easy fix to get people off of your back is just, you know, have the contest, get the designs, someone picks a winner, and then once you figure out what particular type of merchandise you're going to make, because you figure the art is going to be featured through all the different clubs' merchandise, whether they make they each make a t-shirt yeah. or whatever they do, right? We don't even know that much at this point. But whatever they do, if they're if they're making a T-shirt and they sell it for fifteen dollars, whatever, to me, okay, cut the artist into yeah. the shirts. You don't have to declare any sort of. You don't have to put out. Oh, hey, we're going to give you royalties off of something because here's part of it. Like I've run brands before, and you can get artwork and have this uh, grandiose plan about, hey, I'm going to make 
all this cool merch and I'm going to give you royalty free fees right. off of it and you absolutely make the merch but maybe no one's buying it so ultimately you know it's kind of hard to promise a royalty yeah. out there um, but again like you could totally give the person a cash prize yeah I mean it's it's not a bad thing you know and, and, and the fact that they're going this other route I mean the pattern I've seen maybe they follow the model with uh, El Paso's club and I don't know their business so I'm not about to throw out a hot take yeah but they have local artists that do those posters. Yeah. The one that I brought back from El Paso uh, for the match that we had, and they, I know they did one the following week. So do they toss cash to those artists, or is it kind of a similar thing? I don't know that. Yeah. So, but again. A, a similar question could be asked of the, cur- of the curse. Do they pay the artist who designed the Four Corners Cup trophy? Do, they, do, we, do we pay the person that created the trophy? Do they pay the people who design the shirts that right. we see coming out, or is it kind of a collaborative effort because there are people in the group that are talented and want to showcase their talents? Because, exactly, and that's what, know. and that's to me, that's what this contest was. Is they're saying we there's obviously people that are talented out there. You help us, you know. We want to help, you know, promote you, and help us, you know. We want to promote the Copa Teja, something that helps bring the community together. It's fan funded, and it's done by the supporters groups. You know, they're not corporately sponsored they're not anything like that it's just trying to build this community what really got to me about it was that people started attacking or going after Copa Tejas for doing this contest saying they should be paying these people when if you clearly look at the rules they're they're they are giving them some sort of monetary value for it now whether or not how much we don't know it doesn't say how much the gift card is worth it doesn't say how much the swag pack is worth and I mean, honest, they, they are being comp- the winner is being comp- compensated for their artwork being used. The referee is putting three minutes on extra time. Three, three minutes. minutes. All right. Ooh, stop so we're we are starting to run close on time here, but so and then the other thing, one other person kind of jumped in, a local a person, someone who was associated with a local news station here in Albuquerque, jumped in on it. And started basically saying that Copa Tejas, again, should be paying their people. And that, you know, they should be paying them a fair wage without even, what seeming to me, didn't even do any research into what was going on. Now, I'm not going to name the person by name, but I disagree with their take. This same person also made a comment on Twitter about a month prior towards the Albuquerque Soul regarding photo and video rights saying that they weren't happy, something to the effect of they didn't agree with Seoul ha- basically having ownership of video and photography rights uh, you know, of, the, of, of folks in, who purchased tickets to the game. I mean, I think that's pretty standard across everything. If you're in the stands, the club takes photos of you, that's their property. That's their, that's their production. That's their art that they can use and distribute how they see fit. Well, it makes you wonder if they're going to start putting that sort of information out there like on tickets or on any sort of a disclaimer prior to you buying tickets hey you will be on a live uh, tape broadcast yeah and and if you listen like major league major league baseball or nfl said this is this production all rights and images are are property of major league baseball it cannot be broadcast retransmitted whatever without express written consent you know i i don't see a problem with what copa tejas did i think they're perfectly within their rights to do this and I think those that went after Copa Tejas for this just need to back off. And that's just my personal take, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, 
I think that there was a dig somewhere in there. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe Copa Tejas could have put put that out on a closed forum, but I don't think that they thought um, that people would be just harping on it. Right. I, I personally, you know, yeah. my own opinion of a contest is uh, as long as you put the terms out there for everyone and everyone knows what they're participating in, then no one is being deceived. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing, is if they didn't know the terms and it was like, hey, send your art in, yeah. and then boom, we're going to go and uh, make all this merchandise that you don't know about, yeah. and we're just going to profit off of you, okay, that's deception, and I'm not, I'm not for that. Right. So I've got one more thing I want to touch on before, because, we, again, we are running short on time. We're not going to get to all of our topics that we have, but I do want to, and this is kind of an interesting Twitter thing that happened this week. So, Indy 11 played Nashville this week. I don't know if you saw the Twitter exchange that happened, but Indy 11 put out a a photo, and I want to show this to you. So, this is the tweet that Indy 11 put out. They said you'll catch their match preview on this website, you know, matches at this time, and so on. Take a look at the image they they put on there. I don't know if you that little pop-up box, like a Windows pop-up box. Oh, yeah, I see it. Image cannot be printed or whatever it says. Yeah. So I was like, and this caused a big thing on Twitter. It says, connect to printer. Windows cannot connect to the printer. No printers were found. I don't know if you heard the backstory to this or not, but I no, found I this to be really funny. So apparently Nashville went out and printed a TIFO. They didn't paint it. They didn't put it. They printed a TIFO. And so this a, a tweet from the official ND11 is throwing shade at Nashville for printing a TIFO. <laughs> and there were, I just thought this was hilarious. And there were various photos throughout the week. People, like, I saw a picture of uh, people putting printers in the seats in the stadium. <laughs> so that's the official supporters group of Nashville. Or saying like, uh, print, hashtag printers FC. Things like, I just thought this was genius. I thought, I, I thought this was funny. I just had to share. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely on that one. Not something you see a lot, especially come up from official a club official Twitter, you know, I thought that was just great. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Go check it out at Indy11 on Twitter. Uh, you can see the whole thing, all the all the different photos, things that have come of it. I just thought that was great. So, I mean, but we're going to get out of here. Chris, do you have any final thoughts before we close up? Make sure that every day you wake up, you do the matador. <laughs> Ole! Because you have to, right? You have yes, to. Yes, absolutely. One, yeah. one matador a day keeps the opponents from scoring a goal. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with. Um, but uh, real quick, uh, we just want to thank you uh, to our sponsors, uh, Doral Motors. Uh, next week, we're actually going to have one of our newest sponsors on the show. Yes. Uh, so we'll have, a looking, new, we'll have another guest yeah, absolutely on the show. Absolutely looking forward to that. New yeah. sponsor coming next week. Well, it'll be pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so just plug in our media, uh, Facebook, 90 find seconds. Us there, Facebook.com, Seek and Strike Collective. On Instagram, it's Seek and Strike NM. On Twitter, it's Seek and Strike NM. Uh, and of course, you can follow Chris and myself personally at our, on, our, on our own Twitters. I am at Seth Bidoff, and Chris is at underscore Chris Walker 505. So, and of course, I'll throw it real quick, social media question. Uh, we didn't get any responses to the to one last week, so let's get into it. What is your guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, man, you got me back with that. Okay, seconds. so I don't have one currently, but the one that I did have was The Shaws of 
Hollywood. I okay. want to say that was the name of the show. That sounds familiar, yeah. And so I do watch a lot of those reality, like the Real Housewives okay. shows. Like, I get into those a little bit. <laughs> I just like seeing other people's dirt properly. But, like, um, the last thing I want to say is uh, when you subscribe to SeekAndStrikeCollective.com, um, we add you to our subscribers group, which is like a closed group within Facebook. Um, and that's a group where you're going to be able to submit questions for our weekly mailbags. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a weekly mailbag for NM United, as well as for Albuquerque Soul and Albuquerque FC, as well as other topics Ten as well. And then seconds. You can submit questions for our weekly shows. So um, definitely subscribe to our blog, and we will add you to the subscribers group. That's gonna do this for us. That's gonna do it for us, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Talk